Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part series where, with Pat Harned, the CEO of the Ethics and Compliance Initiative, we take a look at ECI's 2018 Global Business Ethics Survey. In this five-part series, we take a holistic look back on the GBES 2018 survey, sharing key findings, important facts, and overall takeaways from the report and what it means for an organization and compliance practitioner moving forward. First, a word about ECI. The Ethics and Compliance Initiative it helps to empower organizations to build and sustain high-quality ethics and compliance programs. As the recognized thought leader in the field, ECI members have access to the top research, networking, and certification opportunities to empower their organization's ethics and compliance programs and their professional careers on a new dynamic path. For more information on the ECI, check out their website, ethics.org. In this episode one, we take a look at the survey entitled The State of Ethics and Compliance in the Workplace. As conduct in the U.S. workplaces has continued to shift, and based upon historic findings and current indications, ECI suggests that leaders brace for more employee conduct to worsen in the days ahead. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I am extraordinarily excited to start a five-part podcast series with Pat Harned, the CEO at the Ethics and Compliance Initiative. Over the past year or so, ECI has uh, engaged in four surveys that looked at uh, global business ethics uh, for from its members, and they had uh, each one had a different focus, and it's a fascinating set of numbers and data that compliance professionals, CCOs, and indeed business professionals can use. So, Pat, with that incredibly long-winded introduction, uh, first of all, uh, thank you for taking the time to visit with me, and welcome. Thank you. It's great to be with you. I appreciate your interest in our work. So uh, let's just hop right into uh, the first um, survey, which was the state of ethics and compliance in the workplace. I think this came out in Q1 of 2018, but um, maybe if you could describe what the survey was designed to uh, take a look at and uh, what ECI found in terms of overall rates of misconduct? Sure. So the study itself is meant to essentially take the pulse of employees in business workplaces, and it is has become over time the global benchmark on ethics in the workplace around the world. So the first quarter report, all of the reports we did this year came from the same survey implementation. And the first one was meant to be an update on trends. We've been doing this study since the year 2000, and every couple of years we ask employees about the extent to which they're observing misconduct and some of the other um, patterns that they have and their perceptions of culture. So one of the first things we found was, and it was good news, that fewer employees told us this year that they have observed some type of wrongdoing within the past 12 months. And by wrongdoing, we asked them if it was a violation of their company's standards or the law. So 47% of people told us they had observed something. And while that's not a, the greatest of numbers, it's actually lower than we've seen um, in, in quite a long time. 
And this really leads to um, kind of the, the next, uh, for me, logical step, which is if employees uh, see misconduct or at least misconduct that or conduct they think that may violate an internal company standard, uh, do they feel like they can report that internally? That's a great question. And every time we talk with business leaders about observed misconduct, we all know that where there are people, there will be wrongdoing, that uh, misconduct happens in a workplace. The big question is, will people come forward and alert management to it? And again, we found good news when we did this update to the study. 69% of employees told us that if they had observed some kind of wrongdoing, they found a way to report it to management in some way, shape, or form. That's actually the all-time high, highest levels of reporting that we've had in the history of this study. And then from there, uh, I guess uh, another kind of logical follow-up would be, do employees themselves feel um, feel pressure to, to engage in misconduct, or perhaps that's too strong a word, to compromise both their own standards for ethical behavior and the company set standards, which might appear in a code of conduct or internal controls? Well, unfortunately, the answer to that question is yes. And pressure pressure is a funny question in surveys because it doesn't move very easily if a, if a company surveys over and over again. Pressure is a very hard metric um, to improve. Unfortunately, when we did the study this time, 16% of people told us that they are feeling some sort of pressure to compromise standards just to get their job done. That's the highest level of, of pressure that we've seen in the history of the study. Um, and while 16% might not seem like a lot of people, we've also seen over the years that when people feel pressured, they're also highly likely to also be observing misconduct happening around them. Them. And in fact, 84% of people who told us that they are feeling pressure are also observing some kind of outright violation in their workplace. So it's a worrisome metric, and it's not a good sign that pressure is on the rise. And then, of course, um, there's always the issue of retaliation. And what did the uh, survey find on that issue uh, for its uh, reporting period? Well, 44% of people told us that they, if they reported misconduct to management, they experienced retaliation for having done so. And that rate had doubled since the last time we took that measure, asked employees about reporting and experiences of retaliation. 44% is an alarming number for a lot of reasons. One, because we've seen over the years that retaliation is a leading indicator of a declining culture. Makes sense. If you, if you think that if you come forward to report wrongdoing, you're going to be harmed for having done so, for having done so, you're going to be quiet in the future and problems will persist. So, Pat, one of the things, uh, at least my observation has been in my time as a member of ECI, has been the ECI's really helping companies understand what a strong culture is, how to move towards a strong culture, and really enhance the culture around not only the compliance, but some of the things we've been talking about, uh, speaking up, feeling uh, the trust and uh, having the outlets to speak up, and of course, the confidence that you're not going to be retaliated against. But I wanted to ask, uh, 
how can strong cultures really facilitate all of these things that ECI has been uh, advocating? Culture is such a powerful influence on people's attitudes about how real their code of conduct is is in their workplace. Um, It is a huge influence on their own decisions when they don't know what to do, um, their perceptions of leadership. I've said a, a number of times, and even in conversation with you, Tom, that culture trumps compliance every day of the week. Um, And we found that again when we did this update to the study and we spoke to it in the report that we released. Um, Unfortunately, one of the things we found was that the the percentage of people who say they work in workplaces with strong cultures hasn't substantially increased over the past years. But when employees are working in companies with strong cultures, it makes a huge difference. So 88% of people who say they work in a strong culture reported wrongdoing if they observed it. And the level of retaliation was 43%, still not a, the great greatest of numbers, but certainly less than if they're working in an organization with a weaker culture. Levels of misconduct are exponentially less, and the same is true for pressure. People are far less likely to say they feel pressure to cut to cut corners if they're working in an organization with a strong culture. Well, Pat, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time for this episode, but I've been visiting with Pat Harned, the CEO of ECI, or the Ethics and Compliance Initiative. We've been considering um, ECI's Q1 report, which was on the state of ethics and compliance in the workplace. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow, where we take a look at measuring the impact of ethics and compliance programs. Pat, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode in our five-part exploration of the Ethics and Compliance Initiative's 2018 Global Business Ethics Survey Retrospective. If you'd like more information on ECI, check out their website, eci.org. Also, if you'd like the full four-part series of the 2018 Global Business Ethics Survey, You can download each survey from the ECI website. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. This special podcast series on ECI's 2018 Global Business Ethics Survey Retrospective has been a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.